episode 110, Shelf of Shame. Join us at the table where we talk board games to miniatures and everything in between. The Games We Play with Brian and Chris. And welcome back to The Games We Play, a podcast about board games, tabletops, RPGs, miniatures, but always about the games we play. I'm your host and co-founder of The Games We Play, Brian, and with me this week, co-founder Chris. Hello, 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 everyone. And welcome back to our podcast. This is episode 110 of The Games We Play. We appreciate you joining us and listening. This is our co-founders episode. We're going to be talking about some uh, some games we've been playing that's been on our table. We're going to be talking about some love and hates. And then I'm sure we'll talk about Kickstarters and other some gaming news that came up in the last week or two. Because I'm curious to see what Chris's thoughts are. All right, uh, Chris, start things off. How are things going in your world? Things are going well. Work is going great. Summer uh, is enjoyable. Getting out. Um, it is extremely hot here in the Midwest. Um, <laughs> but uh, just trying to get out and get acclimated to the heat because nothing like going from 40 degrees to 90 degrees in a matter of just days. Um, so getting used to that. Love being able to get outside, enjoying this, going for bike rides with uh, Jamie and walking with Baron and just loving all that. Well, you do know you don't have to get acclimated to the temperature if you don't go outside. <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> that's uh, the that's the path I'm taking because I go outside <laughs> and it is hot, yeah. and I don't have to mow the lawn because it's super dry. And <laughs> oh, yes, we're in a drought here situation. We got a so little need, rain yesterday, who but <laughs> who we, needs to go outside? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the approach I'm taking. It's uh, it's working off so per, so so far. You know, I don't know if you get it. I think you have an Apple, but on my Android, the weather will thing will pop up uh, at night to talk about what the next day is. Yep. And <laughs> the other day, it's like, it's going to be 11 degrees cooler. It's like, all right, but 11 degrees cooler is still 90-something degrees. Yes, it got up to 102 <laughs> the other day. In, in, oh. in Nebraska, it got up to 108. Isn't oh, jeez. Ridiculous. It's, I think it was warmer than Phoenix. I don't know. It's just kind of crazy. Yes. The the Midwest and upper Midwest has been hotter than the South and Southwest as of late. So Good times. Yeah. Wacky, yeah. wacky weather. Got to love it. Again, it doesn't really matter as much if you just stay in the basement at home yes. every day. So Air conditioning works great in our house. So It sure a- does. I mean, that natural 68 degrees in the basement is pretty great. Oof. Yes. <laughs> well, that's cool. Sounds like you're staying active. Uh, sports and everything are done on your side with the kids. Yes, the boys decided not to play baseball. Um, oh, okay. This year, so they're uh, this was their eighth grade year, going into freshman, and uh, they yeah, they decided yeah. to just uh, stick with three sports and, and have their summers <laughs> off. So totally fine with that. Taking and, a big break there. Yep. yep. <laughs> and Emily's college softball has been done for a little bit. So sure, we, sure. Yep. We get to enjoy uh, enjoy this summer break now. Nice. Just more time for gaming, right? I know. Yes, it is. Yes, which it we is. do need to talk. I we we took time off to go on vacation at the end of this month. However, we kind of canceled the plans with some of the stuff. But I I'm still taking the time off, so it's like a staycation for me. Ooh, yeah. So what I'm trying to say is we need to do a gaming night or day or something like or multiple because 
I'll just be sitting around at home not doing much. Uh, well, um, I'm all for that. So I'm in. I mean, if you need to burn some PTO, I mean, I'm all for it. So. <laughs> I, I've, I'm at that stage where I've got lots of PTO and it crews uh, pretty quickly and we're taking yeah. vacations left and right and I'm still close to the max. And I'm pretty sure Corey's doing the same. So yeah. uh, I'm thinking some game days yes, this week. I, uh, this at the end of the month, or it's going to be great. Yes, I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm in. I'm in. We'll talk off air. Yes, I think that's coming up in a week and a half, actually. So we'll talk about that. So uh, potentially some game days coming up. So that's pretty exciting. <laughs> we got some games to play. Uh, I think the tricky part is trying to decide what we're going to play because it's been so long since we've all met up for games. That, you know, honestly, <laughs> that is the hard part. When you you have games and it's like, oh, there's so many. They're they're pulling at you. You know, Thunderstone looks great and Dice Dice Throne looks great and and uh, all, all these, these Kickstarters yes, we got. Plus, we already had these bigger games sitting on the shelf already. Yes, yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and uh, yes, I agree. Good times. We've only played like Nemesis once or twice too, so we should get that. Anyway, neither here nor there. Uh, we can talk about that later. Uh, Chris, let's go ahead and move on, actually. Let's get into talking about some games we played. So let's go ahead and move on to what's been on our table. All right, what's been on our table? This is a segment where we talk about, well, games that have been on our table. It doesn't have to be literally on our table. It could be on somebody else's table, but you get the idea. So, Chris, uh, what's been on your table? Uh, just followed up with another game of Dungeons of Infinity. Scott came over the other day. I was in just an evening kind of bit. He, okay. He he texted me and said, um, hey, there's no softball tonight, high school softball. So he had a couple hours between six and nine. So he came over and we pulled out <laughs> Dungeons of Infinity and we okay. played that and set it up and oh my gosh it, it's fun i really like it um uh, he enjoyed it uh the modular dungeon crawl feel-esque uh just it's 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 a game that we love um want to get more of it to understand the flow and how things work and it was one of those things it took a couple hours just to you know because we, we meddled with it and flipping back in the book and that kind of bit but he said he had a great time um loved it and uh, would want to play more so i am now, definitely now i don't that. recall last time did you did you actually play it or did you just have it set up i don't recall i played it um i did the the uh tutorial walkthrough and solo? follow that solo yep you can play it solo too as well. Okay, gotcha, yep. gotcha. So yep. I imagine it's a little more fun with somebody else. Oh yeah, exactly. And it's I like well, so you can play it a couple different ways. You can play it cooperative or competitive. Um, I like the cooperative type of. To me, that's the fantasy of you got your your party and you're going into the dungeon and you know treasure hunting and. But so we played actual. There's a campaign um, of it, and we just yep, played yep. one of the missions starting off, and. Uh, it's a um, standalone mission and r really loved it. It's the uh, Jack Sporner, um, the way he set up to me, a, a game like that and having the, the scenarios and, and dungeon play and, and campaign setting is, is really neat. And so he put a lot of thought into it, a lot of creativity and gives it, you know, that feel of that uh, RPG type feel of, of, of a board game. So so you're just talking about the the events and storyline type stuff, yeah. like the narrative. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. Yes, yes, 
Yes, it was. Yep, there's some some standalone adventures, but then there's also a campaign that takes you through multiple adventures. Um, and, and the book is pretty thick. I want to say there's like 30 different adventures in it. Oh um, wow! Yeah, so he the, he nice. put he put a lot of time into that storyline and uh-huh. creativity and the fluff into other sure. than just playing, um, you know, two on uh, the uh, two uh, competitive or mm-hmm. um, co op type stuff board games. Sure. So yep, interesting. Yeah, it, it does give it a that RPG feel. So nice. It is well, I mean, it's a dungeon crawler and it's fantasy. Yep, so yep, it's, I, I guess I wouldn't expect much different. <laughs> yeah, it fits the setting. Definitely fits the setting. Nice. So sounds like a good time. Um, definitely one I'm interested in playing for sure, but uh just getting that set up at some point. <laughs> well, hopefully at the end of the month, right? Yes. Nice. Well, sounds like fun. Um, was it easier the second time, I would imagine? Yeah, I think easier? so. It, it was. Um it's I, I got had the uh, game flow down from going through it myself, so Scott was sure. Scott was picking it up, and of course uh-huh. there's always some things. Well, what well, we run into? What happens with this? What happens with that? And yep. you know, when the first game, there there is some depth into this. It's not okay. just like roll and move, or that's there's there's a lot of flavor and feel um, to to learn. But yeah, it's one of those. The more you do it, the easier it's going to get. And sure. the flow quicker and very cool. Okay, well, sounds good. Sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, a game that's been on my list, or not my list. Well, it has been on my list. The the play, and I finally did get it played. Was Cosmic Encounters Duel? So Cosmic Encounters. What this is a. I mean, how old of a game is Cosmic Encounters? This came back from the eighties, the original one, yes, didn't it? Absolutely. And it's been reprinted like. I don't say dozens, that's exaggeration, but you get the point. It's been it's been reprinted a lot by Fantasy Flight Games over the years. And last year they came out with a version called uh, Cosmic Encounter Duel. So the idea, and this has been kind of a trend through the game industry, which I think we've talked about this before, is is duelifying these games, i.e., making them two-player only versions of these games. So this has happened a lot. What Seven Wonders Duel? Probably the most famous of all of the dual type games, just because the Seven Wonders Duel is is a really solid game compared to the main game, and it still retains the same feeling of Seven Wonders, which is hard to do for a game like that or any kind of game. Uh, but heck, I mean, what are the other type? Du- There's a lot of dual games. Uh, Dinosaur Island Duel. Yeah. Uh, what other? I can't even think of all of them off the top of my head, but there's been a lot of dual type games and by dual D U E L. Um, so this cosmic encounters duel came out and I've yet to get cosmic encounters to the table. I actually own it in quite a few expansions and I've yet to ever get this to the table because it's a three to I think six player game and it plays, I think over one to two hours maybe two to three hours it can be kind of a longer game so just a game i have not been able to get to the table yet it is on my list um it's supposed to be a really fun game and a lot of people uh like it i mean most famously what tom vassal it's like his favorite yeah. game so anyway i've always wanted to uh, kind of play it so get the feel of it but so what better way to do it than the cosmic counter duel um so we we finally got this out um i, I got this on sale from game nerds not too long ago and we played it. It was um, it was okay, <laughs> is how I would put it. it. It wasn't bad, but it was. 
I don't know. It, I, I, maybe I just need to play it again. Uh, but essentially how this game plays out, it, it's kind of a lighter, silly theme, if you will. Uh, there's all these aliens, and all the artwork is kind of over the top, and there's a lot of jokes in there. I mean, uh, yes. you know, the card 42 says the... the uh, the answers or the question um, <laughs> or no, the answer uh, from Hitchhiker's Guide, just stuff like that. So there's always references. Uh, heck, my alien that I got uh, as main character, it was called the Prime. And their little synopsis is that they worship prime numbers. And so anytime you play prime yep. numbers, you get like an extra card, which is kind of funny. And so there's just a lot of flavor text on the cards. It is, it's pretty funny. There's some humor in there. I did appreciate it. Uh, but essentially how this game plays out is you're trying to fight for dominance of these planets. And the first person to get five planets wins the game. And so how this gets played out is there's these, uh, these fate cards. There's three flavors of fate cards. And you play a fate card out, and you resolve it. And usually it means, hey, uh, explore a planet, i.e. just grab a planet off the, the stack, put it out, and duel over it. And so you resolve a dueling, and whoever wins the duel gets control of the planet. And then the card tells you what uh, card to pull out next, which of the three fate. And so uh, one deck's really about dueling. One's called a refresh, where you're able to get more resources, get stuff, and and then there's another card that sometimes has duels, sometimes has contests, which is basically a duel. And uh, that's it. You just basically you just keep pulling these cards out, resolve it, and then pull out another card and resolve it. And there's a lot of flavor text and some variety to them. And whoever has the first five wins. Uh, and that's basically it. How a duel kind of uh, how how a duel plays out though which is the majority of this game is you have these these fate tokens that you have in front of you and uh, the the other player can't see what's on them but you both have the same set and essentially on these fate tokens it's either attack or defend and you can kind of pre-select it you also have a hand uh, of cards and a deck of cards that have uh, numbers from like negative two to 42, I think. And you select one of these plan cards, and this is all kind of hidden, then you resolve. Um, you have the ability to, to blow up people's ships uh, because there's these nice little plastic uh, ship things that you, you put to the planet. And then if there's still ships left, then you reveal your plans, and that adds to your clout. And then you can play some other cards and other effects like invoice and stuff to affect or modify that your clout. And whoever has the highest clout wins the duel, I guess. And that's how it plays out. I mean, it's pretty simple. Um, I mean, it's not really, it's not terribly in-depth. I mean, I just explained the whole game, and there's not really much more to it than that. Um, so, I don't know. It was okay. Now, there's it comes with, I don't know, like 20 or something alien cards. And these alien cards that you play with... Uh, that has like a special power that kind of modifies the rules. So there's that. And then there's these envoy cards, which these envoy cards are uh, different alien races from the cosmic encounter game. And they also give you, you like ally with them. There's like this weight reputation system that you can get them. And they give you special abilities too to kind of uh, modify your clout and whatnot. And so, uh, so I think there's some variety to the game, not to mention that deck of cards with the fate. They can be they're randomized also. And so you just never know what you're going to get in the order you get it. Um, but that's basically the game. I mean, it's it's pretty simple. And uh, I don't know. It was OK. I mean, it was nothing too exciting. Um, 
I mean, it plays in about 30 minutes, 30 to 40 minutes, which is not very long, which I guess that's okay for this type of game. If it was super long, I'm not sure I would like it all, but I don't know how this plays, though, compared to Cosmic Encounters, unfortunately, so we'll see. I still think I need to get Cosmic Encounters to the table. I don't know. Maybe this is how Cosmic Encounter plays, and then I'm out for a really big disappointment. I'm not sure, uh, but for it to be Vassal's favorite game, I'm sure there's probably more gameplay to cosmic encounters maybe i should watch a how to play just to make sure i don't know i don't know i don't yeah. know have you played cosmic encounters i don't remember um yes it first came out in 1991 and it's had a few iterations excuse me 1977 okay yeah i was gonna say came i thought out, it came out like in the 80s or something yeah, yeah. 1977 it was re uh re-implemented or uh, in 1991 then like 2008 and it was mm -hmm. there's a few um like you said iterations of it throughout the years but uh uh yeah yes this is something rob and i played years ago um mm -hmm. he had cosmic encounter uh mm -hmm. growing up and and some of the board games but uh yeah i just remember the goofiness of some things the humor there's a lot of humor in it uh silliness and it's yeah it's i i don't know i'd have to remember if it was one of rob's favorite games or didn't like it or but yeah, it's I don't know. it's it yes I'm Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, looking at the components, I, I pulled out after we played it, the regular cosmic encounters, the components look yeah. very similar. That's I'm like, Oh, is this the same game? But from the looks of it, it looks like you have your own planets on your side. And then the middle, there's like a warp place there. You have your ships that you can go to. And so I think you can like travel between. Cause I, I, I saw on like pictures you can put your ships on other people's planets. So I think it's a little more of the idea of controlling plants, but it's a little more uh, expanded where you can travel to other people's. And it looks like it's a little more complex in the, the cards that you can play and what they do. So I don't know. I don't know. We'll see, but definitely would love to play it just to see how it plays out. But hmm. interesting. Yeah. I would I would revisit it. It's been years, like I said. Rob and I played this sure. probably back in the eighties and nineties, uh, growing up. So sure, um, I don't definitely I don't own it. Definitely but, lukewarm on yeah. the dual version, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, this is almost it is. It's almost like a entry level type board hobby game, if that makes sense. It's not very complex, but it does introduce some of those board game hobby mechanics, but very shallow. It is almost like an entry level, I would say. I mean, the rule book is like 20 pages, but a lot of it's examples and just flavor text and stuff. So I don't know. It it was okay. I don't know. If somebody wants to buy it, I'd sell it to them. But. <laughs> it, it may be up on Board Game Geek Trade is what you're saying. <laughs> Your copy. I don't even know what it's going for, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, if it was going for a lot, then uh, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Um, anyway uh, cool uh, I'll, i won't monopolize more time oh, but that was uh that was on my table did you have any games you, else games you yes want to talk about? uh rob and i uh played a game he introduced it to me it's called undaunted um we, the there's two versions of it now normandy and north africa and it is basically um uh, World War II uh, military game. Uh, it's kind of a deck building, or it's more tile. Uh, they're tiles and stuff. Uh, it mm -hmm. campaign. It's really campaign driven, uh, but it's really cool. It it came out uh, just a, a few years ago from Osprey Games, and 
uh, I really like it. I I end up uh, getting the getting it, um, and um, we played uh, the North Africa one, and um, that's it's it's very interesting. It's got some really neat mechanics in it, and you're you utilize cards to to uh, with your um, with your uh, units um, again. They're tiles and. So is is this a war like what you would call a war game? Yes, it is a war okay. game. Um, in in the classic yep. sense, it's a yes, it is a war game in the classic sense. Uh, it's it can't like I said, campaign driven oh. deck building game. Uh, it's very sure. tactical. It's World War II combat. It simulates. Yeah, I'm looking at yep. some of the pictures. Uh, you use interesting yep, cards to uh, seize the initiative. And yeah. um, you use them to bolster your force. There's different uh, mechanisms to um, to get your troops to the battlefield. And you move around and you, you control. There's Depending on the scenarios, there's a lot of different mm-hmm. uh, ways to play it. But scenarios, you may have to control a couple objectives. So as the uh, Axis, uh, you stop them from controlling and then, and then mm-hmm. allies you can control and it's it's mm-hmm. it's really neat i've heard very good things about it um rob and uh i have started playing some uh some more world war ii um games uh he's yeah. got several and i've got a few too as well but uh it, it's 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 really it's got some neat mechanics in it um there's uh, i know they're talking about an expansion coming out which you can bolster but uh both the games yeah. are standalone games um they're just different campaigns the normandy versus the north africa there's just different theaters of war but nice it is. is so is this a game that rob owns yes rob yep rob owns yep okay yeah i'm looking at pictures this looks really cool i the artwork on this is really really neat uh it's kind of unique a little yep. bit i i don't know i i really like the the look of this game this is neat yep normandy came out first in 2019 and, and north africa yep. came out in 2020 and they're having a reinforcements expansion come out um nice. we'll see if it comes out this year uh, but it's but yeah it's 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 a it's a real neat game um, I, it's it's rated like as a 8.0 on board game geek it's highly rated yeah it's it is uh gotten a lot of um, talk and listening to some other uh, podcasts and and reading articles uh on 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 it um it is it's become a pretty uh heavily um popular game in the um, war type um Mm-hmm. And um, definitely a heavy strategy game. Definitely a heavy strategy game. Well, it's interesting you say heavy strategy game, but it's weighted as a 2.33 right. on Board Game Geek. It, it, it's not a complex game, but there oh. there is a lot of strategy involved of Got using it. your cards to uh, to exactly to get your... your um, because you use cards to activate your units and to move them, to bolster them, mm-hmm. to do different things. Mm-hmm. There's some different actions you can do. You can uh, you can scout. You can uh, move. You can uh, you know, do combat. There are dice involved with with rollings from combat. Um, sure. So it's it's just hey, do you do this? Do you get yours? I mean, it, there's also the deck building aspect for your cards to cycle them yeah. through and and you can get different cards to add in to allow you to do different stuff and it's just getting that right combination so it's it's really it's not like i said rob and i walk he walk, he's played it before he walked me through it 
um, it wasn't hard to pick up, and I ended up uh, winning the game. And but it's the the complex uh, the isn't isn't extremely high, but the, mm. the strategic level is is there. Got it. Yep. Got it. Got it. Look kind of the tactics. Yes, if there's you will. tactics. Absolutely, there's tactics. It's it's small. It's small units, um, platoon squads type kind of yeah. feel yeah. of on the board, and the board is modular. Um, uh, a modular section so you can uh, mix and match depending on the scenario and things like that to create different objectives yep. and they're yep. they're square tiles they're square is tiles. what yep. they are yep 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 and um it, it's actually a pretty small uh footprint when you think war game at least when i do i think these huge sprawling uh games but the the footprint on here is actually kind of smallish yeah which is kind of cool and the units are of these chips like the little they look like chips right. um and so They're circular uh, discs yep yeah right. so this plays out pretty like this one's like when when i think war games like i'm, I'm not really typically into it but looking at this this looks awesome like th this was a game i would want to play this this looks awesome plus the deck building i mean that kind of yeah. how much how much is like uh, the deck building's really involved in it um it's it's not i mean i it's it's a part of it um uh -huh. but it is not the whole game because well it's Got you it. use it's you build your deck to do things with your units so sure. i mean it's I guess it's it's heavily involved in it um, with that aspect of knowing when to play your cards and having mm -hmm. it cycled through and losing your cards because there's different mechanics to uh, have um, your um, your opponent or yourself uh, lose your cards to discard them for your actions and things like that. So got having it, got it. having um, uh, because you and then you can gain some cards which uh again they allow your units to do things so you can strategize and and build your deck so i i guess it, it's it's heavily involved in it because it's it's mm. half half the half the the gameplay is you managing your deck to play to move your troops or do things with your troops so Very it's cool. i like deck building games as i've mentioned oh, and yeah. oh, and yeah. this is something that's uh took it to a, a a unique level in a war game which i've never really seen for sure um yeah me either this is huh. yeah so we'll, we'll have to play this i'll bring it out it's a small box it really isn't a, yeah i was gonna say yeah. it's it's a small footprint yeah. for sure for a, for like a quote-unquote war game um do you so do you own this? I, don't I do now. Said. Yes, uh, Rob. Oh, yeah, you do now. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> Rob. Well, Rob got me one of them. Um, he. Oh, yeah. nice. So uh, I have that. Um, the Normandy, and then um, there was something that it was on sale at Amazon, and it was dirt cheap for the North Africa. So I picked the nice. North Africa one up. So it's um, yeah. I mean, pretty affordable for a war game. Nice light. Yeah. This is almost like an uh, like a gateway war game Ex absolutely bit. yep great call on that and it it really is it's it is gets the board game feel and the deck building feel into a war gaming uh type uh yep that thematic world war ii feel uh yeah so i definitely want to play this this thing looks great it's really cool if you look on board game geek also some people have customized where they've built um 
they've taken some terrain, like small houses and trees. And so on the train square pieces, it has stuff printed yep. on it, right? Like 2D. a bird's eye yep. view. And so then they made it 3D. So they placed a house on the houses that are printed on there and trees were trees uh, because it looks like there might be some cover mechanics depending on there the is. terrain and stuff yep. like that uh, printed on the on the um it looks like shields probably cover or something like that but uh um yeah this game looks great love the artwork love the idea of playing a war game like this and um it says it plays in 45 to an yeah. hour we we played it in an hour and that was even with rob wow. rob uh showing me uh how to do it and me learn it that's so, awesome yeah it's and there's that there's different scenarios to play so the, the replayability of this is huge uh it's so you've got multiple scenarios within the um the gameplay book and nice. and that's one of the things i th i think the expansions coming out is is with different uh -huh. reinforcement cards and uh units mm. as well as different scenarios nice that's the, this is really cool. This is really cool. Cool. Yep. I don't know. I don't remember hearing, remember hearing about this. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's $28 on game. Nerds. Yeah. It's on. under 30 that's, bucks. Exactly. Oh I, man. What a, I want to say, I, I got it on Amazon. It was like low twenties. It was just one of those. I saw it and because Rob was talking about it and we played it and, and he gave me one copy and, and I got this and I was like, Oh, it was like 20 some bucks shipped oh, amazon nice. prime yeah so you can find it um on sales every now and then but osprey games uh did a great job great yeah i'll have to keep an eye out on that one so look forward to that yet another game yeah. just added to the <laughs> list of games we should play on a game day um although this is a two-player game yep. so somebody would have to be left out but uh heck if i mean if you can get in on that time it could almost be a lunch game almost. yeah this does look like a lunch game especially if you know what you're doing and just set it up quick and 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 uh, play you could get which this is done. crazy to say a war game for a lunch yeah. game that's just that's nuts yeah but it sounds good definitely check this out look oh go look at the pictures like this is it was not what i was expecting when you started talking about it because i could tell i'm like oh this is a war game all right i'll listen uh but this one this one kind of excites me very cool yeah cool so uh any other games you want to talk about chris before we move on and and uh nope. move on to other segments no no not not at this time nice all right let's go ahead and move on to our next segment all right new segment this week that chris and i are finally calling shelf of shame the idea of this segment is we talk about a game that's been on our shelf probably way too long most likely in shrink wrap still uh that we haven't played but we do want to play but it's just we haven't got to it for some reason or not probably because we have too many games not enough time so this is <laughs> a game we're going to talk about it's going to be short but a game that we want to get out here uh in the next week or two because it, it kind of fits into both our goals to play some of these games and it, maybe it'll be accountability yes. for us to actually do it because sometimes <laughs> it's like oh but i just really want to play clink again so uh <laughs> so all right that's a new segment we'll try to roll this out uh, from time to time and uh we can we can ask each other. Hey, did you did you get to play it or not? And so, feel the pressure of the listener being like, "I'm disappointed in you." 
At least that's how I'm thinking about it. Okay, Chris. Yes. Shelf of shame. What's the game on your shelf of shame? My shelf of shame as I'm looking around and things. This is a game I've owned for a while. Uh, it's by Portal Games. Uh, two player kind of sticking with Ooh. that war type theme. It's Monolith Arena. Um, I've oh. had this for a while. I've heard good things about it. I've listened to some other people mm-hmm. talk about it. Um, I got it, of course, on a sale <laughs> years ago. And mm-hmm. I'm ready to pull the shrink wrap off and and uh, get this played. So that that's going to be what's um, coming up here s- soon. Taking coming off the shelf of shame at my place is Monolith Arena by uh, Portal Games. I mean, to your defense, it's only three years old. Yeah, exactly. It's, <laughs> so it, it's not that so old. It, I trust me. I've got other games <laughs> that have been longer, but um, I was sticking with the the uh, two player war game. So uh, now this yeah. thing looks cool. Yeah. It's a small, it's also small with hexes. Yep. Heck, your player sheet is bigger than the board. It looks like we're even the same shape. From what I understand, uh, I think it goes off their um, uh, 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 Neuroshima hex type yeah, game play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, it's a fantasy Well, you build your army, uh, mm-hmm. a fantasy army, and you fight somebody else's fantasy army on a hex-based uh, hex, uh, um, table. Yeah, yep. it actually kind of reminds me of, uh, I don't know if you played it, but f- the Final Fantasy games. Uh, oh, yeah. They always had the older ones like Final Fantasy VIII and Final Fantasy IX. They had like a mini card game within the game where you could challenge other characters to play. And uh, it was kind of like this, but it was cards, but it always had like attacks and defends on the sides. And so you'd place it next to it and they'd fight depending on it. And, and this reminds me of it, but it's hexes because on each side there could be swords and yep. other stuff. And you put them and that's how they fight. Anyway, this looks really cool. Actually, <laughs> this looks really neat game. Um, oh, man, you, you need to stop talking about these really <laughs> cool games, Chris. No. Can you go talk about some boring? <laughs> no, sure. Can you go talk about some miniature games for once? <laughs> I'll get Corey on sometime and we'll we'll go off on that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Actually, I think it does re-implement Nourishima. Nourishima Hex. Yeah. Nourishima. Yeah. And it's kind of cool. They have a, a mechanism where it, it stacks, hence the monolith type. And, yeah, I saw and, that. Uh, so you have your units that, that um, stack on top of each other. And it's uh-huh. variable player powers from the different factions. Yeah. And it, it's... It's one that um, I it looks yeah, neat. I, I and I saw this at Gen Con and heard mm-hmm. a couple other people talk about it and so nice, nice. And it looked like some people three D printed holders that you put them in, and then the holders like stack on yeah. top of each other, so they're not just like a stack of cardboard. Anyway, it's either there. So that's a that's a great shelf of shame pick for this. Well, thanks, inaugural pick, Monolith Arena. Nice. <laughs> Very, very cool. All right, my pick this week. So uh, one of my my goals for the year is to try to get through all the games on my shelf that I haven't played, like the base games. One of the games, and Chris, you'll know the story on this one. It's a game called Puzzle Strike. <laughs> so I got this, and what was it, 2016, our first Gen yep. Con? They were doing those mystery boxes yes. at Gen Con. <laughs> and nobody's been to these conventions. This is a – you see this all over the place. Like, you go by those, those stands that do the – collectibles or the pokemon or whatever they have these like collectible boxes like you could get anything and it's just random junk right but somebody was doing that for um for board games yeah. so there's these boxes like mystery and they guarantee at least 60 dollars, but it's 20 bucks to buy 
I mean, the money profit, according to them, I am mean, assuming they're being honest, uh, it was going for like Toys for Tots or some kind of charity event, right? So we're like, why not? We both bought one, I believe. And I, I, don't, I don't even remember what you got. It was a bunch of games I'd never heard of. I'm pretty sure. Um, let me look Dude. on my shelf of shame because I'm pretty sure it's still in sh- shrink wrap. It's Fortress, <laughs> some, something Fortress. Let me look real quick. A few moments later. Island Fortress. Yes. Was that the only game in there or was there more games in there? Well, I think there was more games, but this was the only one that... Like big box one? uh, By Frostforge Games, a game powered by Game Salute. Um, Yeah, it's a pirate type game. Well, that, that's a common theme because pretty much anybody who opens these games, you get a bunch of games that nobody's heard of before. Although... You said you'd heard of Puzzle Strike, right? That was one of the games I yeah. got? Yep. I, yeah. I had never heard of Puzzle Strike. You look at this cover and you're like, what is this game? kind of looks like a really indie game that somebody didn't couldn't afford. Again, no offense to anybody. <laughs> but it does look like somebody who just did some basic graphic design classes at a community college created. Uh, that's what it looks like. Because this is this pink box with like a poker chip and then these not great characters and it's like okay what is this game so but i've heard good things about it. it's actually like a rated as like a 7.0 on board game geek and i did find people are selling this on ebay this version for a hundred plus dollars so it must be like a hard to get game i don't know anyway it was on shrink it's in shrink I did pull it out and unshrink it, and basically, I was kind of pleasant, pleasantly surprised. It's basically a deck-building game without cards, and it uses chips, chips yeah. like poker chips. Now, it's not real poker chips, but it's actually really thick cardboard, so it's, I mean, pretty chunky cardboard pieces. Like, triple the size of that last game you just talked about, the Monolith Arena, those little, it's like three times thickness, and it has this really nice plastic insert where you actually put all the chips in and line up, and they have little sections for all of them. But uh, it looks actually kind of neat. It's supposed to, Puzzle Strike, it's supposed to be like you're playing a like Tetris yep. puzzle type game, and you're doing stuff to send things to your opponent and try to fill up their puzzle grid thing, and whoever does that wins. So it, it's, it's kind of like that Tetris Poyo Poyo, you know, type puzzle video game but in a board game form which seems kind of interesting so you're trying to make matches and do other stuff this is what it looks like and then you're trying to send stuff to your opponent like junk you know like when you play those games this actually looks kind of (laughs) cool and the components are kind of cool even despite the the artwork and it actually is rated pretty well on there and so you throw stuff in a bag it's just kind of a bag builder and you pull stuff out of the bag so that's my shelf of shame. It's been sitting there since 2016 and shrink until yesterday. I uh, unshrink it and punch it out. It took forever to punch out because there's 300 and something of those little, they almost look like pogs. If anybody knows what we're talking about from the 90s, did you do pogs? On the I, 90s? I did not. You know what I'm talking about? You were probably a little I, old for pogs I, at the time. I was in college and in the yeah, 90s. So yeah. <laughs> I, I was on two uh, different games than pogs. <laughs> pogs were the thing i, I, I know was, i was I in heard, elementary school i heard of them <laughs> i heard the younger the kids playing them. And stuff. oh man oh that throws it back that tamagotchis oh boy did you ever do you were probably nope, a little old for the I, tamagotchi I, yep too. i was still a little uh older uh in college doing different games <laughs> 
Play, <laughs> playing with note, different toys. <laughs> uh, probably better stuff. Uh, as a side note, Tamagotchi is releasing a smartwatch. So you have a Tamagotchi plus smartwatch. Oh, my on gosh. It. I don't know. That's a new thing. That's out. funny. I didn't even know Tamagotchi is around. Anyway, that's my shelf of shame. That's Puzzle Strike. I'll, uh, I'll play it this week and report back. We'll see how this goes. <laughs> nice. All right, that was selfish shame. Let's go ahead and move on and talk about our love and hates. All right, this week's love and hate. This is a, a segment where we just talk about something we love, something we hate. It can be off topic, can be about board gaming. It's just something a little light and fun, or whatever, kind of goofy. It's just something we like to do. Because it's our podcast. It is. All right, so Chris, uh, what's your love? This My week? love this week. I kind of alluded it to it with one of the games I was talking about with the Undaunted uh, series. I love mm-hmm. war games. Um, I love war games about World mm-hmm. War II. Um, I Are they going to say about war games? <laughs> about war games. About <laughs> war, like, games. war games. No, I, 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 I love the World War II uh, history. Learning about that period, yep. about that Great War, uh, just everything that goes about it. The the scientific and technology uh, advancements of the war, the the tactical oh, yeah. and strategy, uh, uh, mm-hmm. everything going on. Um, so. Uh, I, I listened to some podcasts about that uh, series and the, the the naval battles and and all this kind of stuff. It's really cool. So I I've come to really enjoy some of these games that are coming out. Um, that uh, represent that time period. Uh, Undaunted's oh, yeah. a great series. Um, we talked about. Uh, or haven't talked about some others. There's uh, Castle Itter and Pavlov's House. I don't ever ever heard of Pavlov's oh, yeah. House. Um, that's one where uh, the Russians basically uh, staunched in 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 Stalingrad and did. Di- basically bunker down in a house and the Germans tried to attack it and they just held the Germans mm. off. These small Russian um, uh, platoon just held all these German advancements off and with this, this. They called it a fortress, but it was just a, a house that they just bunkered and fortified. Um, anyway, just history of that and bringing them into these games. Twilight Struggle uh, really enjoyed playing the political aspects of, of that. Oh, yeah. But I, I, yep. I just really, and there's, and it's not necessarily when I say war games um, that, you know, Dudes on the Map, Risk, or uh, Tides of Iron, all those big box games with guides on. Sure. It's, it's, uh, the the ones that deal with World War II and the flavor and the history and um, the aspects uh, that, of that. So I've really come to like uh, World War II uh, war war games. That's good love. Yeah, especially if you're in the yeah. history of it. It's yeah. so fascinating. It is a crazy time. I, I just cannot imagine living through that time. Oh my gosh, crazy. I know. It's crazy, crazy. Cool. Well, good love. My love this this week is uh, hidden gems. Mm. And um, in, in the case of board games, I think the more that we've done this podcast over the years and the more we've played new games, we go to conventions, we see new games, try new games, we play a lot of bad games, we play a lot of good games. I've almost become a little cynical or almost to the point where I can look at a game like, ugh. Yep. You know, maybe I'm getting a little too judgy and cynical. I don't know. Maybe I'm getting more picky just because more times than not i see this style of game or this artwork and it's not going to be a good game most of the time and so maybe maybe i've been a little less open and it's i don't know more 
business-like about playing games instead of just playing for fun? I don't know. So I found myself, at least, I don't know about you over the years, not getting as much joy out of uh, lesser decent games. I I don't know if that makes sense. Where I end up being like, eh, like Cosmic Encounter Duel. I played that and it was like, eh, okay. Uh, it was more like business-like playing and I didn't really enjoy it per se. It, what <laughs> I guess what I'm trying to say is over the years because of that, uh, it's it's hard for a game to get to the table and be like, oh, wow, that was pretty good. really like that. And that's kind of that hidden gem I was talking about. So I love uh, nowadays. That's what I, that's what I look forward to is you pull that game off. You start playing and you're, you're two rounds in and you look up and you look at the person you're playing. And they're like, this is this is really good. <laughs> um, I, that's what I love uh, about playing these board games right now is is finding that next hidden gem, that next favorite game that you pull out that you're like, wow, this is really cool. Uh, so that's that's my love. I love doing that. Uh, I think the last time that's really happened was the Taverns Tiefenthal was the last game I played that was kind of like that, a new game that was like that where I pulled that. I was like, wow, this is uh, this is really fun. I really like this. So anyway, that's what I love. That's what keeps me going playing through board games sometimes, even though because again, it can get kind of monotonous yeah. when you keep playing this new games and some of these are very good. So yeah, good times. Or bad times. I don't know. Okay, so that was my love. Not great, but uh, what's your hate this week, Oh, Chris? my hate this week is timely is allergy season. Oh, my gosh. It, it yep. is so dry and hot here in the Midwest. And when the breeze, I was just working on the deck last night, breeze, and you can see all the pollen in the air just <laughs> flying by. And, oh, my gosh. So both Jamie and I uh, have allergies, and she actually... Or the cottonwood Oh, the cottonwood float and everything. <laughs> it's uh, even Baron, our dog, we had to go get, get an allergy <laughs> shot because he was <laughs> licking his paws raw and everything. Oh, oh no. I know. And, of course, that's another thing. That was like $230 um, vet I'm, bill. I'm sorry for laughing. I, I <laughs> no. thought it was just going to be him sneezing oh, and no. stuff, but then I, now I feel Oh, no, don't bad. feel bad. It's life. It, it's Oh, yeah. So it's it's been bad for oh, us. Nice. Yeah. And, oh, he's been night and day better. We uh, took him on a walk yesterday afternoon, and, and it's, uh, we noticed, like, he's full of joy and everything again. But, yeah. But he, I mean, all of us <laughs> allergy medicine <laughs> shots. Oh, Jamie's been hit really bad this week with allergies, and Oh my gosh, it's it's yeah, it's miserable. It's thank 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 the Lord for uh, uh, cetirazine and over the counter allergy meds. But and oh, but no we've had to take even given some kids some extra Benadryl uh, uh, to get the acute symptoms oh, yeah. and stuff. It's it's oh, been yeah. bad here in the Midwest. Really really oh, need yeah. some rain. Really need to get over this this drought and dryness and and uh, yeah. Yep 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 yep. I'm with you. All right, my hate is kind of a pet peeve with board games. Uh, this kind of came out because on the the BGR Board Game Revolution uh, Facebook group for board gaming, they were talking about pet peeves for board oh, gaming. Yeah. It was a really, it was actually a really good discussion. Uh, but mine was cell phones at the table. I might have brought this up, but that just drives me crazy. We're playing a game, and somebody pulls out their cell phones. Like, come on, let's play. Stop. Yeah. And uh, Emily, Emily's more guilty. Oh, I'm oh, calling her oh. out publicly. Emily's pretty guilty. Like last night we were playing and like her phone kept beeping and she kept like picking up. I'm like, put the <laughs> cell phone away. Like I'll be like, hey, how, how are things going over there? <laughs> it just drives me crazy. It's like, put the phone away. We're playing a game. Oh, I can understand. The distracted yep. gamer. 
Oh, you know? yes, yes, yes. You know? And then you get the classic, especially when you're explaining rules and they're yep. on their phone. And then later, they're like, what do I do? Or how do I play this? Or what's this do? It's like, oh, I explained that already. I explained that already. It's a pet peeve of mine. But that's my hate. I'm sure people can relate. I, oh, I know Corey yes. can relate. It drives him crazy, too. Now, and I understand if it's something you may be looking up. Oh, sure, uh, sure, sure, there's, sure. There's aspects of that. But, but that's you're different. Right. That's you're like right. a law. Yep. It'd be like, you know, we're discussing rules. Yes. You're like, oh, let me check on board game Absolutely. Geek so people know what you're doing. Or, you know, even if there's a situation with your kids or babysitter, it'd be like, hey, you know, you know, babysitter or something. I'm just checking for a babysitter. But then, like, when you pick it up and it's not that situation, then they're just texting. They're on TikTok. You know, they're, yeah. Exactly. Well, you yep. don't. I mean, TikTok was too obvious because we hear videos going, but just like oh, the texting. There, <laughs> yep. There's some people who. And then you get like you hear like million notifications because you know they're talking. Or even you. worse, they're playing some other game on their phone while they're supposed to be playing a board game. <laughs> okay, that, that used to happen <laughs> yeah, at I know. work yeah. when we play work yep. games. I've heard stories. I remember those. It's a couple different. I think Adam was the worst. Uh, oh, yeah. Love you, Adam. But Connie, I think he was one of them. Oh, Scott. Oh yeah. Yeah, <laughs> uh, calling him out. Wow. It drives Corey crazy. Absolute bonkers. It's funny. <laughs> oh, that is funny. <laughs> anyway, good times. Yeah. All right, that's that's my uh, that's my hate for this week. Cell phone game, cell phones on the tables. All right, cool. Let's go ahead and move on. All right, Chris. Well, that about concludes the podcast. But there's a few things we want to talk about that we. I don't know. We don't really have a segment name for this kind of stuff. Kind of follow up yes. stuff, I guess. So, Chris, you wanna you wanna start her up and talk about? Something? Yes, I wanted to follow up. Let all those listeners know so they can relax. And I know everybody's been on tense trying to find out. Oh, did I get in? Pretty much uh, the Gen Con housing portal. What ooh, did I get yep. a room? Yep. And yes, yes, uh, Doctor Rob and I have a room to stay at Gen Con. I actually got nice. uh, our our. Um, our go-to place is Staybridge Hotel, just literally two blocks south of Gen Con, uh, Indianapolis Convention Center. It's a place we love. Uh, we get there in Wednesday night, and they have cheeseburgers grilled and beers for us and a dinner. Um, the place is awesome. The rooms have been great. Full-size kitchen for us to uh, have our wares and our food and our snacks mm -hmm, to prepare mm -hmm. to take to Gen Con and things. Um and no yeah. kids. Right? Yes, yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, it'll be a weird Gen Con for you. I, no it's it's going to be unique and odd. Normally, we have to, we have at least two, if not three, kids. Um, but uh, yeah. sometimes four boys, and, and especially if any of Rob's kids were coming <laughs> um, too. But no. Um, so, but we did did get the housing portal. Got in at the time. Um, actually, nice. there was a lot of choices this year. Yep. Um, yep. so I'm not surprised. Yeah, right. I think a lot of people, a lot of people underestimated how many people probably canceled or rolled over and they hadn't rolled over yet. And all those people got yeah. slots. So everybody's, I, I saw people complaining that had times like around your time, but like, ah, oh, it's not going to be there when I get there on, on one of those Facebook groups. I was commenting. I'm like, I, I think it, it will be available. I, all the people who canceled rolled over basically still got times, which clogs up the queue. And so I think there was going to be a lot of times left. And sure. Yeah. Enough, yeah. Sure no, it was kind of funny. It was Sunday afternoon, uh, time slot is like one forty-seven PM. Uh, Jamie and I mm -hmm. were invited by some of our friends to go out boating at Sailorville Lake. So I, <laughs> I'm out. I'm out in the lake on a boat with my. Oh, good thing you had to drop yourself. And you're like, yes, I call. <laughs> and drop it in the water. 
water. Yeah, so my phone, uh, my my alarm went off, and my buddy was like, what, you got? I'm like, oh, yeah. And so I told him about it. He knows that we're going out here to the board game nice. convention and stuff. And so he's like, oh, yeah. He goes, could you remember? I would have forgot. So, yeah. So we we were able to get it uh, very much relieved, very uh, cool. excited um, that we actually, because that's one of, the, as I mentioned previously, the housing portal and not knowing. You have to buy tickets, yeah. not knowing if you're going to get a hotel and all this kind of stuff. So And commuting yes. in kind of sucks, yeah. especially the construction around yeah. there. They like shut down. Uh, yeah. 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 I wouldn't go to Gen Con again if, if we have to drive. Um, to get there mm-hmm. just because of all of that. Uh, I, I have oh, absolutely man, no big. problem in love. And um, Rob was talking about it, of walking, um, get some good exercise, get the body moving, things sure, like that. Sure. Um, so, so yeah, we love to, to just stay the um, couple blocks away and walk in. So, so excited. Got it. Nice. Staybridge Hotel. Love it. Very nice. Cool. Congrats. Thanks. Now it's complete. Now yes. Gen Con's. Now you just have to wait an extra month to get to Gen Con. Now I can start focusing in on <laughs> you know events and seeing what vendors are going to be there, seeing what game publishers yeah. are going to be there, uh, seeing so, yeah. So it's not. Oh, no, sorry, I didn't interrupt. It just sounds like there's going to be a lot of um, smaller yeah. uh, people because they actually said they had 44 new, never yes. before at Gen Con. So I know some of the bigger publishers like Asmodee, We talked about that pulled out. So I'll be really curious. I think I'll, it actually opened uh, the door for a lot of smaller publishers that they could get in there. I'm not sure if maybe they lowered the price to try to attract and make sure people are going to be there after all the big ones are. But there's quite a few smaller ones, uh, probably. I mean, reading between the lines with 40-something new ones, I think is what I saw in the email. Yes. Um, um, 83 now are the first time. I was just, I'm just reading wow. on the site. 83 of them existing for the first time. 350 wow. uh, exhibitors, 31 artists, 23 authors. Um, so yeah. Nice. And see here, see here I was sitting thinking, oh, Gen Con's gonna be like a lot smaller and there's hardly gonna be any exhibitors and doesn't sound like the case. Uh, it might actually feel like Gen Con with half the people. That's oh, gonna I'm, be yeah. That that'll be pretty amazing. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. I really hope some of these halls stay open at night. Um, mm-hmm. to allow for playing the games like we did. Um, uh, whereas yeah. I understand the Indianapolis Convention Center may shut down, but some of the hotels around where we would go into the those halls yeah. and play games to... General yes. gaming. I mean, there's like... In previous years, they had that one hotel that yep. was attached that had the, the gaming, just free gaming area where you could bring right. your own games. There wasn't a library, right. but you That's where I'm hoping, because then Rob and I can go do that and, and play games and yeah. get a couple games during yeah. the day and play those at night. And I'm off if yeah. we get an opportunity opportunity to do that i'm all for that so jealous yeah. i'll send pictures <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. i'm sure we'll you will pictures. <laughs> that's awesome uh cool that well, that's good to hear well that's a really exciting looking forward to that you'll have to you'll definitely have to yeah. take pictures and post them on instagram and stuff um so what uh i know you're wanting to talk about a kickstarter yes. so what kickstarter did well, you want this to talk one about? popped up on my um little activity uh, on my Kickstarter app, and I was reading it. It, uh, it sounded very interesting, very unique type game. It's called Heroes of Barcadia. It's by Rollacrypt. Barcadia. Yeah. Oh, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's mm-hmm. a puntastic tile-based dungeon crawly party tabletop game with a liquid twist so your character yeah, is a yes. is a, a pint it is a like a beer uh, pint because yep. it actually comes with a glass yes it pint, comes with right? glass is, it, pint. is it plastic or oh, it, is it yeah uh, that's a good question it looks it, plastic. i think it is plastic um 
but so your character graphic is on it. It's it's really like cartoonish. And there's but lines. Yes, but then there's you. lines of health. So your yeah. health is measured by the liquid that is inside the cup. So when you take damage, yep. you drink the liquid. And and uh, so mm-hmm. the game pieces and everything a part of it are all um, waterproof. They talk about it, and because they you set your your beer mug class and uh, beverage class, it could be more than just beer in it. And you move that around the table as as like your miniature figure. And we, yep. as you go adventuring, and there's cards and there's tiles, there's uh, disc tiles that you put down on them. Uh, that your cup on face yep. down that you don't yep. know, and it kind of forms a yes. dungeon. It's on like the yeah, table, it's a dungeon crawl type kind of feel. S when you move, you flip it over and you set your uh, your glass on it and things. But all those pieces are waterproof, and it's just very <laughs> kind of a funny. I think maybe Munchkin type feel um, with some of the yeah. art. You you get that feel and definitely the the flavor of it's two to six players. Of course, it, it says you're supposed to be 21 and older to play. But that's. But you could fill it up with water. You can put Kool Aid in it for those eight plus year olds. (laughs) Yeah. Or you just put like highly caffeinated drinks, so it's kind of like high sugar, high (laughs) caffeine. You get get everybody jacked up. I mean, how much different is that? Oh, my gosh. Oh, yes. Yeah, but no, I just thought this one, it it piqued my attention of like, wow, this is a very unique idea, unique game mechanic. (laughs) So, oh. Yeah, I mean, there's been other drinking games that are more card-based, but they don't seem like a dungeon crawler type game. And then the whole, like, the glass being your character, I've never seen that before. I was going to ask you about that. I'm like, how do you feel about putting your drink on those, like, as if they were coasters? Because I, I mean, there may or may not have been an incident oh, with Magic Maze. Oh my gosh! Yes. So yes, Brian's referring back to the day when we played Magic Maze, which are similar tiles that you have, and he said a drink on one of them, which is cardboard. It was completely yes. accidental. And we're like, no. I so I may or may not have a, one of those aversions to uh, keeping game pieces and boxes and everything in pristine well, I get it. I get it. condition. <laughs> I yeah, not being abusive. We have rules with the kids about not being abusive and how to play, how to handle games. Hey, and, I get it too. I, yeah. I'm all with you on yeah. that. Um, but it, I, that's why I felt so bad because I can't believe I oh. do it. Now I'm looking at these stretch goals on here. One of the stretch goals are uh, straws that have the marks so you can turn any glass into. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I see that right now. I'm looking on it right now. It's very interesting. Th- this game looks just. <laughs> There's there's a there's an add on that they added a potion opener. It's a it's a bottle yeah. opener with it on there. Oh my word! This looks this looks oh, silly. It does really look fun. silly. I might I might actually have to back this. I had seen it on Facebook, but I hadn't really looked into it uh, much other than look. I'm like, oh, just another drinking game. But I didn't realize the cups. That's yeah. Really it's cool. that life liquid system. Is that's a very unique thought. Life yes. liquid. It's it's the life <laughs> liquid system. You drink uh, when you take your damage, and that that's it's a neat it's a neat thought, neat uh, mechanic, neat. Um, very interesting, very interesting. Nice, unique. Yeah, I might have to, I might have to make this one up. There's a there's like a party add on that adds more characters. Yeah, I know other Gosh. stuff, but it comes with like d20s and yeah, it's a thirty to ninety minute game. So this is like an actual more of a 
board game than it looks that meets right it's not just about the 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 drinking aspect that that is kind of the uniqueness of it but it looks to be a Mm -hmm. legitimate game underneath uh outside of the the beer (laughs) drinking (laughs) plus the waterproof that's so cool like uh, they have a video where they're dumping all the components into a glass and i'm looking at that right now mixing them up and yeah yeah this looks really. This looks really cool. <laughs> I might have to talk to Jamie about this. Oh my gosh! Yeah, looks cool. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. Just enabling me. <laughs> hey, I'm blaming. So I'm blaming eight, my Kickstarter so app. Eight, <laughs> so eighty dollars for the base game and all the unstretched and the party pack add-on, which the add-on adds more components, more cards, more glasses, and stuff like that, more characters. I don't really. I guess I don't really care about the champion or the party hard right. because those give you like roll twenty. Like, yeah, I never would never do that. Yeah, I wouldn't do it. Although, online. Chris, for fifteen hundred dollars, you could create your own monster. Lord of Arcadia, your custom monster token. For twenty five hundred, you could create a custom monster room and health bar cup. Oof. Nice. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> Well, yeah, I might, I, I might have to back this. This, this does. Cool. I mean, it's probably going to be a little pricier, but yeah, you're getting a cup that are printed on. Yeah, they color. are plastic cups. I'm reading it right now. Each plastic cup printed with plus, a character. Pl- plus, everything's waterproof. I imagine that probably required some special materials yep. and printing. So, I mean, it might be a little pricey for a drinking game, but I, th- I think there's some gameplay here that, that uh, might make right. it worth it. Thanks, you're Chris. Welcome. Man, you're such an enabler. <laughs> it looks really unique. It's it's that's one of a kind. It does look really it's, unique. Uh, kudos yeah, to these guys really coming cool. up with a, a unique new idea. Just when you think uh, board gaming's yep. got stale. <laughs> yep. Then uh, Heroes of Arcadia comes it's out. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah, there, there's a Kickstarter that's ending this week, I believe. Uh, it's a. I think we talked about it. It's that castle building area control where you build like a 3D castle and stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah, so somebody in BGR, the, the the developer's actually a member of it, and he was talking about, he was showing pictures of his prototypes. This is his first board game, and just from the prototypes to the real one, it's just, it's so impressive. Like, that, I mean, it's so cool. But my only concern right now for board gaming and for our Kickstarters that are still outstanding is the prices for shipping yeah. and stuff. Like, this shipping container thing's still really expensive. Did you see Asmodee announced that they're increasing prices across the board? Because yes. Printing costs have gone up. Shipping costs have basically, I mean, it's, it's inflation, inflation, but um, but stuff has gone up across the board. And like, what do these Kickstarters do where you've already collected the money, you've already collected the shipping, but you haven't shipped yet, and then all of a sudden your prices are way higher? What, like, oh, yeah, um, I, I that'd be tough, that'd be a tough situation because you can't really. I mean, could go back and be like, um, we're going to have to get more money from all you guys. Well, that that is something on Kickstarter. It's not a guarantee, even though the... Oh, that sure. It's, yeah, it's yep. not a pre-order no, system. It is not. But still, people get pissed. Well, yeah, that's the concept of it. But um, Or these game manufacturers, you know, they honor what they did and they lose money and yep. then they yep. close yep. down after a year or two. Yeah, and you don't no. want that either, especially if it's like a beloved, you know, publisher of games and stuff. So, yeah, it's just a tough situation right now. And I'll be curious to see if that really dampens down the, some of the smaller indie people because the cost to do this stuff is so high. I mean, maybe it's a barrier to entry. Maybe we start seeing the bubble go down a little right. bit with how many games for the time being. I, I don't know. It should be curious. Something to watch out for, but just be aware if you go to buy some games and prices are a lot higher. 
could be the reason. So you might want to get your games now before you have to pay higher prices. Man, we're such enablers. <laughs> All right. Well, Chris, we're well over an hour. We should probably end it there. I had a great yes. time talking with you about some board games and some future board games. I love our, our, our new segment we're adding and... Um, just yes, I'd love talking with you. Um, now we just got to get going of playing games with each other again. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll text you here in the next couple of days. I had to get my, I had to look at the schedule, but we'll, we'll get a game night or something. I'll, I'll get Corey Looking in there and stuff like that. It. Could we get Gloomhaven in? Maybe oh, we talk we to BG could. or I'm something. I'm sure we can try. Well, cool. Well, thank you so much for listening. We really do appreciate it. We couldn't do this without you. Uh, if you do like what you hear or see, uh, feel free to share us, add us, review us, whatever you, you can do. I don't know. Every podcasting app is different, but we do really appreciate it. We love doing this and talking about games. Hopefully you found something that you're interested in. Maybe it's Undaunted, something to check out and play. Uh, go for it. Give us feedback. If there's any games that you've tried out from us talking about it and that you've enjoyed it. We'd love to hear about it and talk about it. So feel free to contact us on our social media. You'll see here at the end of the episode. Anything else you want to hit on, Chris? Before no, that's it. Uh, everybody get an opportunity. Do one of that. Go take a look at your own shelf of uh, shame and make, make it a point. Grab one off there. Rip off that shrink wrap. Punch out those chits and, and board pieces and get it on the table <laughs> and play it. Nice. All right. Well, thank you so much. We appreciate it. Until next time from the games we play, I am Brian. And I'm Chris. And keep on gaming. Join the conversation and feel free to give us your feedback. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at GamesWePlayPod and at GamesWePlayPod at gmail.com. Okay, cool. I like this. Sorry to just impromptu. I That's just... all right. I got my clipboard out. I'm making notes, and I'm looking for <laughs> looking for a game. You keep getting your cheaters. Oh, my gosh, like, yes. I don't mean to laugh at you. But... Yeah. I, I'm becoming my dad. <laughs> <laughs>